The part where the ice cream guy is offering him ice cream oh, yeah. reminds me of the good place. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, let's stop. The Good Place is also a good a good show. Let's stop this and go watch some episodes of The Good Place with Belt Summer. Oh yeah, we have new episodes to watch. Yep, yep. I like it. I love it. But I'm not sure about them being on Earth. Maybe it'll get better. I mean, I feel in my heart that they're on Earth because of budget cuts. <laughs> do you think so? No, I think they. I do think they made a choice. I think it's a real limited season sort of thing, so they made a choice because they could have just stayed at that set. If it was really budget cuts, that set's made. That's what they've been shooting on. They could have just stayed That's there. That's true. It's going to be more costly to you know find a new place. Right. I mean, I guess also, uh, I don't know. I think that they really like... I don't know how to describe the way that they deal with narrative... But they're like a kid with a butterfly. <laughs> they're just chasing it wherever the hell. Yeah. I thought you were going to be like, they're like a kid holding a butterfly. And you're like, don't. You're going to kill it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is like, it's always on the rails, but never so much so where I'm just like, I don't know what the hell's going on here. This is stupid. But it's... I am afraid that they're going to break the story. Right. Well, I mean, it's like an egg race type yeah. of thing. It feels that way. It's very and it's, controlled chaos. I don't know that there's... I think that we're kind of coming into a new uh, era of television mm -hmm. where I think it is unprecedented how sort of all over the place um, TV shows are allowed to go with their narratives. Mm-hmm. Like in the same way that Last Man on Earth yeah. did, kind of just started with a premise and it was like, fuck that premise. <laughs> Do what I want. Yeah. Just and I think people me. from Last Man on Earth worked on uh, The Good Place as well. Yeah, it really seems to go hand in hand. A lot of stuff I've read, well, you know, like Michael Schur was an executive producer on Parks and Rec, but it seems like there's a lot of holdover between Parks and Recreation and The Good Place. I think they put like some Easter eggs and shit in the show sometimes. Yeah. And then uh, it also reminds me a lot of the new Amazon show Forever. Mm -hmm. Dealing with the same concepts of what happens in the afterlife and then also with the sort of big seasonal twist of completely changing directions of what the narrative is. Yeah, I think on that The Good Place podcast, there was some writer for the show who was also like a story writer on Forever. Oh, really? So, yeah, I think you're right. I feel like a lot of, like... It's I, like I don't a think, new wave yeah. of television that is of this ilk where it's very um, serialized, mm -hmm. but not on, the, on a bigger rail like Game of Thrones is. Yeah, and... Yeah. It's like impro improvised anyway. plot, basically. Yeah, almost it, like improv. It's neat that it's on broadcast TV, too. What? Good Place? Yeah, like stuff like The Good Place. Yeah, and it is a bit surprising. Last Man on Earth. Like just but, these weird serialized dramas. But, I but think... people now expect universe consistency. Mm -hmm. So people are looking for holes in it. You know, it's kind of like Rick and Morty. Right. That you're supposed to be adding to the universe and not contradicting it. <laughs> Although you can always just be like, well, magic or whatever. I think that also um, with this new form of like wild ride serial mm -hmm. narrative, uh, 
the problem that you're going to have is that you can't miss a few episodes on like, it makes sense for forever on Amazon, mm-hmm. for instance, because people are expected to go to Amazon to watch it. So you can watch chronologically. You can binge it. Right. But for network television, it's hard. Yeah. You're putting a lot you, of you faith just, in you your audience. You can't just pick up somewhere like you can with a sitcom and you're like, I can't watch this because I haven't watched what happened up till now. And obviously this is going to include a load of spoilers. <laughs> that are going to decrease my ability. And so I think that The Good Place is dealing with that where it's having a steady drop-off in audience, even yeah. though the people who are watching it, uh, binging it and stuff like that probably are you know, very committed to it. Yeah, yeah Each new episode is more alienating. Yeah. Who's making their subscribers? The further you get out. Yeah. It excludes more and more people the further you get into it. Mm-hmm. I think that network television sort of you know, there's a reason that sitcoms are so popular. Yeah. You right. need to be able to... For reruns. Yeah. yeah. You need to be able to pick up from anywhere. And even How I Met Your Mother, I think, has that same problem. Yeah, no, I've never... Like, while watching it, I was really into the show, but I... Have you, no desire to go back. No. Because, yeah, it all, like... It seems like it could be something that you could watch sort of standalone and stuff, but no, mm-hmm. I don't think it's possible at all because you're just like, this is in the you know ramp up to when Barney's falling right. for Robin or when Ted's just being a boring dick. Right. Well, you could watch it. There's a lot of episodes like that. I mean, there's like the sitcom in the most true sense, like Seinfeld. Friends. Yeah. Any episode is basically these people in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. That is, that's what syndications is about yeah the office is pretty good for that but not as good as something like seinfeld or friends or like you could just watch anything i wonder how often the office does reruns i think it's on tbs all the fucking time i think that's what i feel comfortable just jumping into the office yeah because i do think that for the most part they are oh it's it's good at it yeah it's fantastic but these people are clearly not in a vacuum no not quite well, I think it because it the show is just about the humor. Mm-hmm. It's not about what's going on so much. Although it, there is there are those parts of it, but it it's the parts of the show that become your least favorite parts <laughs> as you keep watching The Office. Right, is when, like the Pam Jim stuff, or just like any plot stuff. Is like uh, stop wasting my time with this. For repetitive watching, I do think that changes a lot of changes and and parts of, that are extremely plot serialized. Mm-hmm. And the things are changing are the least comfortable. Yeah, they're, obviously they're tiresome because you're like, oh, I have to suffer through this part where Pam and Jim aren't together yet. Oh god, I don't really pregnant. mind those parts as much as I mind, for instance, when they're getting rid of Steve Carell okay. and new managers are coming in. It stresses me out, and I don't watch it for that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I watch Will it Ferrell. because I want to fall Cliff. asleep in 20 minutes. <laughs> no, Charles. It's, it's just stressful. James Spader is 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 up there. He grew on me, Robert California. I think anything without, you know. It's, and I also yeah, wonder if Steve Carell ever um, regrets having left the office when he did. I don't know. I think he knew that like his face was rapidly deteriorating into that of an old man. I don't know. Because he just, think he, he don't look he was, the same no I more. I thought he was, he th- I think he thought he was too big for his britches. Yeah, that's a problem. It could be that he 
felt like that this is it's probably going to be over sort of like seinfeld Mm -hmm. like go out on top yeah like just be like all right we made a great show we made nine seasons or whatever yeah but he didn't stay for nine seasons there's like six and a half seven nine yeah you're right he got while the gotten was good and then ed helms just you know really kept wanting to make that money ruined it it, yeah and that's the thing it's like when things started changing you don't feel as comfortable just jumping in and watching those things it's not as good for syndication and therefore it's not as good in the long run for money but I do appreciate that they are making these types of like murder mystery type of things that you can just binge watch and, and are dealing with different topics and stuff that is a little bit, uh, not talking down to the audience. They're dealing with philosophies and alternate. I don't understand why if you're on a show, you know, the writers are great. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a great show. You've got rain Wilson. You've got, Funny people on the show. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do better than this. I think he was just tired of. I really think he was just tired of doing comedy. I think that's why, like, I mean, damn he near, didn't stop doing comedy though. He pretty much did. Like, the, for you mean that period of time? Yeah, I feel like the past couple movies he's been doing, like Foxcatcher and The Big Short, and he did a Richard Linklater movie. Like, he's been doing like dramas for four or five years yeah I he's guess if been you, doing dramas the, but he also has been doing despicable one through three well those are easy like he can do those in his bathroom just voice groot that's nothing i mean it could be we don't know who's talking in steve carell's ear he's probably going to cocktail parties and they're like yeah your comedy work is great but if you want the, the real Oscar. art is in the, dr- the uh. drama you know what else he was in that was not great <laughs> was uh that jesse eisenberg woody allen thing Oh, I never watched that one. Uh, Cafe Society is not really worth it. That was a Woody Allen miss. You know, but he's 99 years old and he's made 99 movies. (laughs) When you make a bazillion movies, not everyone is great. Give that old child molester a break. Stop forcing him into retirement if he needs it just to live. What if if, uh, Michael Jackson got to age 99 and had put out an album every year that was, you know, some was hit, some was missed? Yeah. People would leave him alone. Yeah, that's like a batting average. You know, 30%. Three of them going to be pretty good. Three out of 10. 